Hello, we are back once again with that VHS podcast uh, live at 12 o'clock and I've got the fabulous, the wonderful Mr. Mark Gaysford in the I'm house. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> well, it's a Friday. I need, I, need to, I need to make you feel good to get pumped up, ready for this. So. <laughs> fabulous. It's, it's a long uh, time, mate, since I've been called fabulous and wonderful. Fabulous. You're fabulous, darling. Fabulous. <laughs> Um, so I've, got, I've kind of kind of explained how that how that kind of format works. So we got got a few questions. Then we'll jump over to um, to the uh, the comments section, um, and then we've got a little quick fire movie quiz uh, quiz round at the end. So it looks like I a few to do my homework kind of... for that though, Nick. To be honest, I know. Whoa, this, this is see. It's it's not actually a a movie quiz round. What it is is it's like is it a psychology test to see if I like you. That's oh my god! Is. Okay, you just put me under a minute. <laughs> Psychology is so cool. Oh my god! Especially since you in can the tell. green room a minute ago, we were just agreeing to meet up to go for a beer, and now you're saying, <laughs> you can, actually, I've you got can to go tell. to a test as to whether you like me or not. <laughs> you can tell a lot about a person by their film selection. Trust oh me. Oh my god! Please <laughs> like under a minute pressure now. <laughs> Oh dear! No, yeah, we we need to do a beer. We need to do a beer. Right. We do Ooh. absolutely. I'm right. not sure if one we're allowed second. to do it anymore, but we we need to do one definitely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. According to old uh, old Bojo. Um, yeah. So I mean, kind of obviously, uh, you know, you're you're you are. I have to say, um, part of one of the main reasons why I um, kind of jumped on the platform and and started producing content. I didn't um, know that. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah, wow. yeah. But, but back in the day, when I, when I first kind of started, I was like, I, I started following you and, and saw, you know, just saw the sheer amount of content you were putting out and, and love your content. I thought, I'm, you know, spray I'm, I'm pray, mate, spray yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a go as well. So, uh, so yeah, so here we are. Who'd have thought, eh? Like a, a year later, I'd, uh, I'd have you on my podcast. So. <laughs> um so yeah i mean uh, for for people that kind of don't know how did you kind of first get started on the on the platform and what kind of attracted you to the, the platform initially someone someone's just oh, sorry I'm, I'm getting a bit distracted by the comments now you can see the comments you see nick as well someone uh, asked yeah. a bit of a duet but it is quite funny there's two ball blokes um on, yeah on the podcast yeah I love who's, that. who yeah. is who is who is who is who is mark and who's nick which one <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't sing either. Uh, who asked me that? Uh, Graham, sorry, I can't sing, so not a chance. Olivia's <laughs> having a go at me saying spray and pray now. Sorry. I'm <laughs> what was the question? How did I get started? Uh, how, how did you get started and what, what kind of attracts you to the platform? Um, Jack got me started, I guess, with video because he um, you know, he did a design degree at university, went travelling, came back and, and kind of didn't want to do the design thing but wanted to do the stuff with um, video. And, um, yeah. and so I just got hooked into it. And um, when he was um, living at home, <laughs> it was literally every, every evening, it was like, Jack, how do I do this? How do I do that? I think actually that was the main motivation for him moving out. In the end, was like, I just don't want, these <laughs> don't want these questions anymore. Please go away. I'm moving out. Um, so Jack kind of got me hooked into it and then it was more luck than it was anything else because I mean we started with video probably about four years ago and it was just I mean before we started you had to still copy the, the YouTube URL onto LinkedIn and then suddenly as we'd started to mess around with it native video arrived and I and I genuinely at that point there was a decision because I just thought well this is a massive opportunity here's a social media channel that hasn't really done anything with video before and suddenly they're opening up to native video you know this when you start looking back at all the big youtubers they really made it when youtube was first out the blocks and they were on there doing you know their their crappy old videos at that time and now look at where they are now so i looked at it and thought well there's a big opportunity you know suddenly 
um, you can start creating video that the algorithm is clearly going to promote because they're promoting this product now as well. So let's just go all in. Um, and we did. And I, th I think there's another, another opportunity for this around the corner as well, because as soon as LinkedIn stories kick in, which we know is in Australia and Brazil and the Netherlands, I think it's I think those are the three countries that LinkedIn stories have gone to now. But there's another yeah. opportunity because that's going to be a very different form of content um, and also a different structure because you're now going to be totally portrait. Um, yeah. But it's a very different style of content, I would imagine, is going to come through on stories than it would come on, on sort of video in the news feed. So there are opportunities for people to, to build audiences, build brands through creating yeah. content for LinkedIn stories specifically as well. So I think you've just got to look at when these opportunities come around, um, just go. You know, just go. Yeah, you, you can be excused for making a tit of yourself. And I've done <coughs> that so many times um, on video. I mean, I videoed myself on the loose thinking grown from the throne was a great theme for a video <laughs> series. Um, and, you know, but so many people think, oh, the, you know, these things are brand damaging. Are oh, they hell? They're not. You know, people laugh right. with you. They go with you. And you can test and test and make mistakes and do different things um, and just do it. Is I know that's a Nike catchphrase but i um, mean it's a big thing just do it go for it and experiment please please, please don't sue us nike <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no i think yeah i think you're right that the the kind of opportunities this this platform uh, presents and, and the fact that it's still in its infancy and the organic reach is still amazing and, and exactly. they're always i mean it, it, it's still kind of clunky in terms of um how video is approached i mean we only got um like proper well not proper they're still not proper, but video analytics only came what three or four months ago. Yeah, they're still not like, brilliant. Wow, this is like, yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, it's, it's not. It's not fantastic. Um, yeah, like like things like fall off rates and you know sort of watch time and all that sort of stuff. We we need to know these things, uh, which 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 helps LinkedIn. If you're listening, you could. Uh... <laughs> Phrases um, you... from the throne, please bring it back. I'm not allowed phrases. <laughs> Liv would kill me if I brought grown from the throne back on again. <laughs> um, just, just the people that are new to the uh, podcast, we will be opening the floor up to questions. So, so don't forget to pop your questions down below in the um, in the comments, and we'll get those answered for you. Um, so, uh, it's kind just of going back taking to... the piss at the moment, Nick. Like James has just it, said, like, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's that's always going to happen with us, still. I think exactly. <laughs> Um, how much how much time do you say you spend on your your video content in your your video content strategy per week? Do you think? Um, so if we were still because we pivoted obviously during um, during COVID, um, and so we're now doing this for a for a living. Um, but when we were a recruitment business, uh, ninety percent of my life was was content creation and content strategy. Um, and the reason for that was was actually really simple. Um, we, we worked out that creating good content built a big audience and a proportion of that audience went on to become clients. So we so instead of calling it content creation or making videos or messing around with cameras, we called it business development because that's what it was doing. Um, and so it's really easy to justify that time when you know that it's producing those results for your business. So it was it was business development department. And yeah, most of my time was spent making content. And that's I'm trying to we're trying to get back there again at the moment but there's been so much client work we've been doing recently that I've been kind of buried doing a lot I mean I haven't posted for a couple of days because I've literally been yeah just, I, I, you know I was, 
Yeah, I was shocked. I was like, hold on a minute. Mark must be mentally busy because I haven't seen him on the feed for, for days and days. And that's so. just, you know, when you get these sort of growth pain points when you think, oh my God, we need to scale up for, you know, because someone else needs to do this, this and this. And of course, the editing part of it comes back on my shoulders. So I just go all in and, and edit. Um, but we're kind of trying to get things sorted out here where, again, 90, 95% of my time is going to be content creation. Because again, that's going to generate leads coming through for the business. So, um, but yeah, call it business development, um, and that's the that's the easy way to justify it internally. Um, because people, do, especially when you're starting out, because people think, oh, you're just messing yep. around with cameras, and and you're you are at the beginning because you haven't got the audience, you haven't got that that sort of lead gen um, funnel working, so that you've got leads coming in. It you are messing around with this stuff, but if you yep. stick with that, then it becomes a biz dev channel. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it do, it does take time. It is a it is a long long game. I mean, I I didn't start to see results. It's it's only really now after kind of nine months of doing it that I'm starting to see more consistent uh, results. So it's, it took yeah, us eighteen yeah. months. I mean, it took us eighteen months to really work out how it all works. Um, mm. And it's funny because you see a lot of content creators who rail against the way it works and actually and I get that because from an artistic cinematic creative perspective you want to produce something amazing but actually you've got to work within the confines of this bloody algorithm and and what it will and what it won't promote so you've got to be all in on a, on a channel I mean you know and TikTok will work differently to Facebook which will work differently to LinkedIn so yep. you've got to work this stuff out and then you've got to play to that because otherwise you can create the best looking content in the world and no one's watching and there's no point so um, yeah you I can't remember what the question was now, but yeah, you really, you know, you really got to, you've got to hone your art and it took us 18 months to work it out and we stole it. We stole, we stole the, um, the strategy or the, or the, the editing strategy um, from Shay, Shay Robottom, because I looked at what she was doing. She was getting crazy amounts of engagement on her content and she was doing office skit, funny, entertaining videos. And, we, and I thought, well, we can do that. Um, and so yeah. I didn't rob her content. What I did is rob, I mean, she knows this. We've talked about this so many times. Uh, we robbed her stuff. We went to fast edit. Don't worry about the video quality. Make sure you've got one long stream of audio. Edit out all the errors, ums and pauses, because that's just a reason for people to disappear. And we put it out and it went viral. Um, so you've got to play to um, the, the channel that you're on. And you've also got to really understand what your audience want to hear uh, and want to see and give that to them. So, yeah. Yeah. You'll have to shut me up every now and again because I do waffle. No, I, I love it when my guests talk. <laughs> it, it, it makes my job infinitely easier. So, <laughs> um, how how have you? How do you think you've kind of? I guess you kind of alluded to to it there um, with the you know kind of discovering um, a strategy that kind of works for you. But how have you grown so quickly? Do you think? Um, I think uh, so. I think our social media presence is bigger than our, our business, <laughs> which is nice in the sense that you know you've got this to come. I mean, I keep saying to the guys at the moment, you've got to remember we are trading, we're still alive, we're making money um, during a massive recession and a, and, a, and a global pandemic. So, you know, if this is a sign of things to come, then it's only going to get better to coin a, a musical a song what's it it will only get better wasn't that at the Labour Party conference anyway um, yeah that's the one um so um so um yeah I mean I think but but we've I think we've been successful because um we've done it for ourselves so there's massive credibility there straight away you know if if we use anyone as a sort of 
a case study for what we do. It's us uh, because we've yeah. done it for ourselves. So we know how this stuff works. Um, and um, and I think we know LinkedIn very, very well. We know how this channel works. Uh, I think the other thing is you've always got to be a step ahead. So as you see, see people starting to do what you're doing, and that's going to happen naturally as well, because I mean, I did it with Shay, copied what she did. You've got to say, well, what's next? How do we evolve this? So it's always yeah. trying to be a step ahead. And I think it's also thinking about, well, what's coming down the line? We know stories are coming down the line. So start banking that content, start producing content that's going to play well on stories. We're guesstimating to a certain, to a certain extent we know the functionality is going to be very similar to Instagram stories. We don't know what the content's going to look like. So let's start testing and playing and, and, and um, getting ready for that uh, down the road. So I think there's a, yeah, I think there's an evolution piece here. Um, and I, I massively, I mean, I massively think that having ADHD is a massive advantage because I get absolutely hyper-focused on this stuff and you can't pull me away from it. Um, whereas... Um, other, other people might not be as fixated on it, but I literally just, I'm laser focused on how to how to do it better. So, that, I mean, there are many nasty sides to ADHD, but that is one of the real positives that I uh, I adore. Um, so it's your, it's, your, it's your superpower. It is a superpower, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll kind of, because uh, you, you kind of alluded to it again uh, a bit there, but I mean, how do you think kind of the, the landscape of LinkedIn is going to change over the next six months? <clears throat> And you think, obviously, with the whole COVID uh, situation, you think it's forcing companies to now look at their digital marketing efforts with a bit more, a bit more focus. Uh, if if um, the extent to which our phones ring is anything to play to say to that, then the answer is absolutely yes. Everyone is now looking at you know what they've got to do um, online. Um, and so, yeah, but I think it's very. I say this to every single person. Um, they. Um, but we come, we come to LinkedIn with our business hat on, um, and we don't do that with any other channel. Um, we don't go to YouTube with our business hat on. We go to YouTube, and we, we're already we're already giving it some time before we've even hit the link. You know, the, 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 your brain is saying, "I'm going to go and watch YouTube for half an hour and see what Gary Vaynerchuk's put up, or, or see what Casey Neistat's been doing." So you're already giving it a proportion of time, um, and you don't do that with LinkedIn. The best you get when you're scrolling, when you come to LinkedIn is I'll see what's going on. And that's probably, so there's no, there's no time commitment from people when they come to LinkedIn. Um, but we come with our business hats on and we feel that when we're posting on LinkedIn, because I've got my business hat on, I should tell people who I am and what I do. And people forget no one gives a shit. Um, they just don't care. Um, they will if you let them. And, and But the whole point of being on LinkedIn is to, and this is so simple. This was what literally took us 18 months to work out. They, you, you're on LinkedIn to allow people to get to know you. Full yeah. stop. That's it. That is it. The magic where they work out who you are and what you do, they do that themselves because they go on this little journey to work out because you're producing great content that makes them laugh or inspires them or is, or is relatable. They want to know who you are. They go to your profile page. The only place you can really sell effectively on LinkedIn is the banner above your picture on LinkedIn. Make use of that big banner. Um, and, and so as soon as they come over to connect because they want to see more of your content, they see your banner. They see what you do and you consistently produce more content and when they need what you do who's the first person they think of you because you're there every single day on linkedin so so i say this to everyone stop bloody selling because no one cares start uh, start allowing people to get to know you personally in business what you think um and be totally genuine and authentic i hate the word but authentic you know be be yourself you can't 
fake it till you make it. Um, and then when they need what you do, they'll come to you because because they know you. Um, and so it's, it really works on the whole premise of people buy from people. And it's as simple as that. Um, and we've got to remember when we're on these social media channels um, that to act human, to act as if we would act if we were face to face with somebody you know yeah. i said so i said this to someone on a zoom call yesterday that email you're about to send out to to 10,000 people would you say that if you'd first gone to a networking event put out your hand and said hi i'm mark would you say the same what you're about to say in your email he said good god no i said well what the hell are you saying in your email? because yeah. that's your first introduction be human um so i think there's a i think people and businesses absolutely are craving for what they what they should be doing on on uh, online on digital on social um but there is still confusion around how you present yourself how you present your brand um and how you win new business effectively yeah it's, it's that was a long-winded answer nick i apologize no, that's a beautiful answer <laughs> succinctly put. um <clears throat> yeah it's, it's marketing first sales second but but p people are going in with sales messages it's spammy yeah. instantly people put up the barriers and, and close the doors and go, do you know what? I don't want to deal with that person. It takes a long time to develop trust. Um, and it, yeah, does. You, you, of course you, it does. And, and you've got to do it that way. So yeah, exactly um, right. uh, uh, why don't people kind of, uh, do you think kind of yet understand? I mean, they're obviously um, talking about the whole COVID situation. I think it's forcing companies now to, to kind of accept that they need to have a digital presence and, um, because they can't go out and traditionally meet people like they used to. Yep. Um, but why do you think that people don't still yet understand uh, the value of producing and controlling the content they put out as a sales tool? I don't think people, do. I don't think there's not enough thought to be honest with you. I don't think people know what to do or even where to start. And so a lot on, on the first thing people think about is what am I going to say? And, and that that is the math that is the biggest stumbling block for the majority of people is what am I going to say? And then once you're into that way of thinking, you might produce one piece of content, but the next day the pressure is, oh God, what am I going to put out today? Um, and it's all content focused. And actually, there's a really easy way to break this down. Uh, and we take clients through this on our discovery process, and it's called creating content pillars. So instead of thinking about what am I going to put out tomorrow, you have a set of content pillars, and they're the, the overarching themes of the stuff you're going to talk about. And they're, they're really loose. I mean, I've got one that's called personal. So instead of thinking, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to um, put out tomorrow content-wise? I'm thinking, okay, what's going on in my personal life that actually would be quite interesting story people relate to that could educate or inspire or entertain? Oh, and I've got a whole book of this stuff. Because you start to define these content pillars and the, and the, the themes of the stuff you're going to talk about, the ideas just flow really easily. Um, and so we've never had a problem with ideas. Um, the, the issue then becomes how do you present those ideas? Um, and so instead of just i mean it's, it's like you know um death by powerpoint isn't it and we've all been to those um presentations where someone's just going to kill you with figures and actually how do you take that uh, i'm just thinking i don't know why this figure is just coming to my mind but 62 percent of people are now commuting back to work again it was something that we were talking about earlier on um and so how but how do you take that 62 percent figure and bring that to life and in a, in a way that is really relatable to people. So how can you create story out of that rather than just saying 62% of people are now commuting back to work? I mean, no one's going to be interested in that. It's boring. So how do you turn that into a story? And so for me, it's all about idea creation. It's all about, okay, that's the fact. How do I, how do I turn this into something that actually is interesting or people will want to watch or people will want to read? And so for me, it's all about that thinking time.
and the idea creation piece around stuff. And that's why I spend 95% of my time on content creation because and, and by far the majority of that, 70% of that is thinking and the, the, the remaining 25% is actually doing and filming and editing. But it's the, it's the thinking through where we take this story. Um, so it, yeah, it, for me, it's just about timing. People have got to under, yeah. you really get underneath the skin of that story. I think you kind of uh, hit the nail on the head there, and that is producing content that people want to watch. Um, not a lot of people's content is engaging or entertaining enough for people to want to watch it. Exactly. Um, and that's a large, large part of the problem. But you um, know this as well as I do, Nick. The magic <laughs> happens in post. You know, when, yeah. so when you actually get to edit, you can turn the worst iPhone footage in the world. And I've seen tons of it <laughs> and produced tons of it as well. But just having some very, even basic editing skills, you can turn that into something amazing. Um, yeah. Or even if not amazing, good to watch you know enter yeah. at least entertaining and engaging. Least, and the, yeah. the keyword is engaging you know and fast paced because we know that people's attention spans are so low so you've got to keep pace in all of the video content you can't err uh, um and pause because if i pause now well everyone's going to start switching off because i'm not saying it so you've got to create that pace into that content to keep people to the end the whole thing from the start of the video from the thumbnail itself which should be as clickbait as you can possibly get it to be because the design behind the thumbnail is to stop the buggers scrolling because you, you so you just go imagine this you know people are sitting there and they're scrolling what's going to make them stop something that's going to tease the hell out of them so come up with some really nice clickbait title oh my god i shouldn't have done it Oh, what, what shouldn't he have done? So you've got them from stopping to scroll and into the first three seconds of the video, and then you've got yeah. to hit them in the eyeballs with something that's going to keep it. And for the whole minute and a half, two minute, three minute video, you are competing to keep eyeballs at every single stage. So you've got to have pace. Um, because that's the, the key word here is engaging. It's, it's like you're inside my head. It's <laughs> 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 um, who, 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 who are some of your favourite? I mean, you mentioned uh, Shay earlier, but who are some of your favourite content creators on the platform? Uh, I love, yeah, I love Shay. Uh, she, she does some really funny stuff. Her funniest one was the Gary V piss take, which I think was just brilliant. Um, really, yeah. really funny. But she does some really good, funny office skit stuff. And this is this other thing, you know. I mean, I like the creators that are doing something different and that are going a little bit left field. They're not conforming. They're rebelling. Um, you know, they're, they're they're the anti. This is Facebook crowd, um, and they're doing so because you know we all still sit on the sofa at the end of the day and watch cat videos on YouTube because they're entertaining. Um, and why can't you bring that to? Uh, to LinkedIn, so it's any for me. It's anybody that um, really, really go, yeah, does something different uh, and isn't just going to conform. I mean, I have to say, my favourite. I don't know if you know this guy. Actually, he's on YouTube. Jack introduced me to him, not not physically or personally, but to his content. It's a guy called Jr. Alley um, on YouTube. Oh my God! So this is. I mean, he is. He wouldn't work on LinkedIn because it's effectively the most amazing cinematic. I mean, out of this world editing um, that you just literally can't take your eyes off it. So I think he's probably my favourite. On LinkedIn, it would be people like uh, like Shay. I mean, I like a little bit of Gary V, but it gets a bit overpowering every now and again. You have to unfollow and give yourself a two-month break and then go back in when you need to kick up the arse. Um, so I, I do like Gary's stuff. Um, I love Chris Williams. I love Gemma um, Lee Bevin. She's, she's funny, um, really funny. Um, yeah, I like Liv. Liv's content's amazing now. It's so good. Yeah. Um, our Liv here, she's doing some cracking stuff as well. Um, I just said that because I know she's watching. So um, 
you get wrapped, wrapped on the knuckles otherwise. So, um, but yeah, anyone who does anything a little bit different and, and, and is prepared to be brave, that's what I like. Yeah. yeah. Um, what what kind of one piece of advice would you give to anyone that's new to the platform and uh, new content creators starting out? You think? I think the, the start. <laughs> we yeah. can procrastinate until we're blue in the face, um, and I know so many people that have done this, um, and because it's got to be perfect. And, and I know I'm stealing this phrase, but done is definitely better than perfect. Um, just do it. You'll you'll learn along the way. It is not brand damaging. If you're starting out with 500 connections at the moment, the algorithm is only going to show that piece of content to 10% of your first degree connections. First of all, and so it's you know your first post is not going to go viral, and it's not going to go to the whole world who all of whom will be laughing at you um it'll go to a small amount a small amount of people so you know you've got time to test and to hone your skills and to get better and people will, will go with you on that journey i mean if there is one social media platform that is friendlier by every degree than any of the others it's linkedin um yeah. and some would argue that it's sanitized um and that you can't really say what you want to say um but I like I like that your name is associated with the company that you either run or work for, and therefore you're not going to be a knob. Um, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. because of that, it's a very very friend, mostly supportive, friendly um, channel. It's the place to go. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I there's a couple of our posts we dipped out into other other media. So when when I did the Nose Friends video, we ended up on the Daily Mail's website. I mean, you never ever in your life again want to go on the daily mail website it is offensive it's vicious yeah. it's nasty and so playing here on linkedin is is a, is a really nice playground and all the all the kids are really quite friendly i think yeah i think that's what puts a lot of people off is that is the is like you know will people like it will they troll me but if if you if you don't have the bottle to post on this platform you're never going to post on any other social exactly. media platform because it's, it's as uh, it's as friendly as you get and um, we're going to go to some uh, some questions now so go. Got one from uh alistair uh mark will you go back into recruitment once the world and economy wakes up again no i've been trying to get out for years <laughs> yeah <laughs> escaped <laughs> genuinely that's actually true i have been trying to get out for years um and so no i've i've wanted to be honest with you covid we, we kind of bill it as a sort of covid pivot story i've wanted to do this for years and so um covid actually for me gave me the opportunity to to just go right fine this is i'm all in now um so no we, we wouldn't go back and i think there's also there's a massive conflict between some of our clients are recruiters. Um, and so if we ran a recruitment mm -hmm. business and also then did marketing for recruiters, there was a, there's a big conflict a bit, there. Yeah, 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 so no, yeah. we're not, we're not doing that. Conflict of interest. Um, we'll see how this one displays because it's quite a long question. Cool. Uh, oh, there we go. So from Harrison Kaufman, uh, theoretical question mark. Uh, you can produce either comedy or vulnerable style content on LinkedIn for the rest of time. You can only choose one. What's oh, easy, be? comedy. Absolutely. So vulnerability, I think, is playing out. Um, so I th I mean, we've had this discussion at, at some length, um, and I get it. I mean, I've done some of those posts. The, the I've got no friends was it was me just laying it out there for everyone to see. Um, but I think it gets a bit. Um, well, I think you can get very cynical about that kind of content. Um, and some people do a lot of it. And so it's almost if I've got every bloody disease and I've been struck down with every every problem in life, then I'm going to go, I'm going to tell everybody about it and I'm going to do well. So I get, I get quite cynical about some of the vulnerability pieces. Um, I yeah. think there's a time and place for that. 
there is always a time and place for comedy. Um, so I would absolutely pick comedy every single time. Because it makes people laugh. And if you can make people laugh, um, then, uh, yeah, do you know what? They'll, they'll, um, they'll, they'll the, eat up the everything that you try and give them. Yeah. yeah. Make them laugh. <laughs> exactly. Make them laugh. <laughs> uh, got another one from uh, Keith. Uh, I've asked this before and got a stern telling off from Jack about being impatient. Uh, but roughly, how long should we expect the lag between posting good and eerie non-spammy content and turning that into revenue? It's, how long is the piece of string? Um, uh, so it's so difficult to answer this because sometimes, and we've had clients um, do this, uh, where the first video they produce, they win a piece of business on the back of it. And we've had other clients that take four, six months, 12 months before they really start seeing any return. It's so difficult. And I get that that is a really lame answer. Um, but it is, it's very, very difficult to, to say. And I mean, dependent upon so many different factors. Uh, if you are the most boring person on the planet and that comes across, cross on on your content you're not going to win <laughs> it's very difficult um, that always that yeah, always it, concerns me yeah, when you when you take on a client that's that you, you know is going to be it's going to be hard work to exactly that real version of themselves out and i'll just say it as like, i see it i've got you know, an uphill if, battle yeah it is you know and and um so i think um it is it's such a difficult question to answer but i think equally i'm not averse to, i mean i'm not this hyped up all the time um so you know when you do these sort of things or when you're doing a piece to camera you do try and put on not necessarily a different persona but you try and inject something into the performance you you are acting yeah. to a degree and so that's really important i mean if i was if i was like this 24 7 um my god i'd have no i'd have no mates at all it's, and no one would work for me because i'd be I, really kind of i kind of <laughs> see it as an amplified version of you that uh, you take the take the um sort of more extreme traits for your personality and you exactly. amplify them a bit and you more, play exactly so. right so it's very very difficult and i get that keith that it's um it's a lame answer um and it can you know it can perform miracles with almost immediate effect um and i think actually if you've got this isn't a sales plug and i don't mean it like this because I'm, I'm the least salesy person um out there but if, I if think, you've I think got, we've got that. If you've got, <laughs> if you've got some help, if you've got some help, because it is a hard, it, so it, it's a hard old road to, especially if you're going to do video, um, to learn everything very quickly. And so yeah. inevitably, you're going to go through a period of testing. Inevitably, your first video produced is going to be crap, um, and not many people are going to like it. So you're on a long road. If you've got someone that can come in and help, um, and and do a little bit of magic and turn something and, and actually pull out those those um, personality traits that you do want to amplify and get that on film um then you're you know you're probably six months ahead of other people so and that yeah. wasn't a sales plug but i um, mean if i if i knew what i knew, know now you know four years ago i mean geez we would have been we would have been flying absolutely flying so yeah it depends how you approach it i guess but i think you're doing all right now so it's the, that, that was that was the other thing i was going to say is that you know um I, I think we're we're kind of uniquely positioned in that we are growing a digital presence more companies are being forced um online and, and forced down the digital route and a lot of larger companies like i said to you the other day, a lot of larger companies are going pop at the moment so it's i kind of i i see this as a an opportunity a huge opportunity it is massive and i wish people i wish more people would embrace the whole video thing because just you know if you believe the premise that we're on linkedin to allow people to get to know us which is for me that's it full stop then video yeah. is the best medium to allow that to happen quickly um and yeah. i know there are very very good people out there leah turner i love her to bits that girl can write she's brilliant and so and she's not the best on video by her own admission she she doesn't like 
like doing video, but boy, can yeah. she write. So there are other ways of doing this. But for me, yeah. video is just incredibly powerful medium because you can hear me and see me. And therefore, you, you know, it, developing that yeah. relationship or you feeling like you, you, you know me a little bit better is so much easier in this format. So I wish, pe I wish more people would do it. Cool. And that's, uh, I'm just going to switch angles over here. Da -da, look at that. You're just we'll, showing we'll off now. I'm just, you've just showing got, You've just got a new bit of kit. You've I've got, got a new, new toy. <laughs> I can't help myself. I just can't. I, I, can't. I swear to God, it's like, it's like when I bought myself a green screen. And I'm, I'm going to do everything green screen. Big old green I'm screen. <laughs> put myself in Paris and put myself in Sydney. And oh, look, I can click my fingers. And, and you just get obsessed about it. And now you've got a little thing that just... You press the button it changes it's, your it's, angle it's part, it. it's, it's part of the reason i started a video production company is because i like buying buying toys so there you go uh, <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's let's go into the uh the quick fire uh movie round now so this is the um, i've been scared about the most actually. oh don't be silly <laughs> it's, it's very serious though <laughs> um what's what's your favorite film oh matrix the first matrix film i okay. don't know any of the other ones they were they were way over the top but i love they the were matrix. they they were a bit poo. The, yeah. the other, the other, the other sequels were, were not yeah. so great. But the first one was amazing. Yeah, the first was, one was uh, brilliant. Mind, yeah, mind blowing film. It was. Yeah, um, I, I think I think they're doing a um, uh, a reboot or a remake of it uh, at the moment. I think they're just finished filming it. So oh really? Out it won't be anything yet, like the original. It's like the Italian Job. You know, no. that was a brilliant film, and then they remade it, and it was rubbish. Well, it's. It, I think because it's such a um, such an abstract idea, and it kind of hits you from nowhere, and it's like, hey, we've done that now how can we kind of build on that in terms of yeah it's, it's difficult to do that yeah um okay uh so uh favorite movie quote if you have one i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with i was i was listen, i was i'm gonna go with arnie especially at the moment because you know it's uh we're all going through torrid times so i'll be back is my favorite phrase awesome love it <laughs> <laughs> good stuff uh star trek or star wars Star, I don't like either really, but Star Wars more than Star Trek. Okay, cool, cool. You're in the club. You can stay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I <laughs> this is the psychological test that defines whether it is. Like it or is. Whether yeah. we go for a beer. Oh my God, That's I'm feeling pressure. Yep. <laughs> um, first film you remember seeing as a kid? Ironically, Star Wars at the Odeon in Leicester Square in 1977, six, seven? Yeah, the year I was born. I was, I'm a year younger. Oh, no, I'm, oh, really? Yeah, it was the year I was born. Oh, my God, I'm 10 years older than you then, Nick. <laughs> Still looking good for it. Still Thanks, looking mate. good for it. <laughs> um, what's, what would you say is your favourite uh, genre of movies? uh i i okay I, lo I love a good political thriller stroke drama um so uh yeah that i love all that stuff yeah so that that what's that thing that Keanu, not keanu Reeves, um Kiefer sullivan's in now um where they blow up the entire that series um they blow up the entire american um uh, senators and congressmen and what's it called uh something survivor so anyway i love all that uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah i know yeah i know the one you mean yeah yeah uh uh favorite actor or actress do you have one uh favorite actor oh do, do you know what i've just i'm two i'm in two into the three series of des on itv and um what's his name um the guy that plays see i'm rubbish with names the guy that plays um dennis uh, designated survivor fraser you're absolutely right um <laughs> um 
What's it? He used to be Doctor Phrase Who. Phrase there in the comments. I know. Well. Fra- <laughs> he used to be in Doctor Who, and he's he, he's playing. Um, law-abiding citizen no thomas someone, someone help me out please quickly who is the guy that was doctor who that is in the des series um and uh and i don't know I oh don't know. He, he he's brilliant he's a really good method actor and his name i can see him Brit, can, british actor is it british yeah, actor i can see him yeah. in, my, in my head now anyway if anyone him. knows if anyone knows pop it down in the comments so it, because it'll drive mark nuts for the rest it's of already the driving me mad it's on the tip of my tongue um someone's gonna someone's gonna answer it in a minute david Tenen. david david Tennant. boom keith oh, McCabe in there brilliant, brilliant actor brilliant actor yeah i love him yeah well done keith stepped yeah, up thanks, to the guys. plate um uh, what's what's your favorite gary oldman film oh um churchill Love it, love Churchill, that film. Yeah. Again, see political stuff. You know, I love, I love, um, I love that film. I thought it was really good in that. Yeah, film. good, good political uh, pop boiler. Yeah. Um, favorite director, if you have one. Um, no, I don't, no. Uh, oh, um, I've probably Tarantino actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a lot of people. Yeah. Not a lot of people. <laughs> you don't like that answer, really, do you, Nick? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I, 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 he's, he's, he's a little bit marmite, Tarantino, and he does. Um, he's, he's a bit, a like bit me, too mate. kind of. He's a bit, he's a bit too. He's a bit too self-referencing, and yeah, I, I, I don't know where I stand. I mean, I, I, I like his films. I don't know if I necessarily like him um, as a director, right? Um, but that's yeah, that's a, a different. Yeah. I like the people different, that are marmite because it's yeah. It's it was me. To, yeah. Um, uh, most hated film of all time. Uh, most hated film of all time. Probably Matrix two, three, four, five, and six. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a, that was an easy answer. Oh yeah. I mean, they were just awful, weren't they? High hopes after the first one, and then it just went. Bleh. Um, yeah. There's probably a load more as well. To be honest. Oh, I tell you what. <laughs> so. This this probably goes. People will hate me for this answer, um, and and just to add a little bit of context, I have had uh, a whole bottle of red wine before I watched this at the cinema. Paid money to go and watch it, um, and it was um, Tenant, the new film. And literally from the second it started till the end, I had no understanding of what was going on. I mean, that's probably got a large amount to play with the wine, but not a not a clue. Not a, a biggest that, that load was, of money wasting I've ever done in my life. Rubbish. That was that was the film I went to go and see at the cinema. Where uh, I spoke to you about this earlier, where um, obviously obviously because of COVID, we're all supposed to be wearing masks. I get that. Luckily, I, I took a mask with me to the cinema. Um, I purchased food at the foyer. They did not tell me that I had to be wearing a mask while the film was on. So I'm sat there. Eat, eat my popcorn dude comes up to me 10 minutes into the film at a really pivotal point in the movie it's like it basically explains the whole movie from this point it's like excuse me sir could you put your mask on bearing in mind there's no one 20 foot in front of me 20 foot to the side of me or 20 foot behind me and i'm eating popcorn i was like dude like what <laughs> honestly i mean i was i was obviously a little bit intoxicated and i couldn't understand a single thing about that <laughs> not a clue not a clue. No idea. I couldn't tell you what it was about. <laughs> if uh, if if anyone needs to get hold of you, Mark, where where, where can they find you? I mean, we know we know you lurk on on LinkedIn, and I'm sure everyone that's on on yeah, I'm really shit at responding to people on LinkedIn, <laughs> as you know. I know. I know. <laughs> email is probably the best way, actually. Mark at redsprout.co.uk. Awesome. 
You've been a fantastic guest, sir. Thank you very much, and, and thank you. For, I really uh, enjoyed myself. Thank you for to, having me to be on here. So, thanks very much, guys. That's the end of that one. So we'll uh, we'll see you uh, same time again next week. And wave uh, at the camera. Yeah. Wave at the camera. Have a fantastic Bye. Friday. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>